Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion. Hosted by Melanie Dawn, Tanya Ryan, and Jen Anderson. And I am your host today, guys. I'm so excited to be here with you. I have been waiting for the download to come through of what I wanted to share with you guys, because I feel like I always have a lot to share, to be honest. But I want to talk to you guys about manifestation versus reality, because this is something that comes up, came up for me all the time. It comes up for my clients all the time. I see it all over the place, to be honest, because I think this is when people start to discount manifestation as something that's possible. It we find proof that it doesn't work. And I'm going to give you guys some steps today on how you can bring anything you want into your real life. But I'm also going to share with you some triggers and I'm going to call them anchors. And I'll explain that later on what holds you back from those realities coming true, the things that you want. So manifestation, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically the same thing as goal setting, intention setting, um, something that you want in your life that isn't part of your reality already. So I see it a lot with people that set big goals in their business or little goals in their business, family goals, house goals, money goals, happiness goals. It doesn't have to always be a tangible piece. And that's a big big thing that comes up for people as well is that we can, it's about the feelings of it. And I know we've touched on this on prior podcasts, but I'm really going to dig into this topic for you guys. So when your desire isn't here yet, how do you feel? So think of something that you want in your life and then think about how that makes you feel. I'm going to use the bank account example because this was a big one for me. It was frustrating for me, to be honest, because I knew tons about manifesting. I knew lots about law of attraction. I knew quite a bit about neuroscience. I knew about visualization. But for some reason, the bank account just was not matching my reality. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) So if you flip that to thinking about what it feels like when the desire that you have is actually here. And this is one of the first pieces where I got hung up a lot because I would visualize or write down or think about how that would feel for that desire to happen, right? So if I think about, if I go back to the bank account, what it would feel like to earn even 5K in a month, that would have been life-changing to me. Even like 8K in a month would have been life-changing for me. And I would think about it and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to jump up and down. I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to be so pumped. Yeah, you guys, that's not actually me. (laughs) I am, you know, generally a happy person, but it's not reality for me to jump up and down in excitement like a little 
to me, now that I look back, I was like picturing myself like a little kid excited to go to Disney World and trying to get into those top, top feelings of I'm so excited when really amazing things happen in my life. I'm actually pretty chill about it. I'm pretty like, yeah, that was really cool. There's like a peacefulness that comes with it not an over-the-top excitement like I was trying to get my body into or tell myself that this is how I need to feel, like I would be so excited. No, I remember the first time I had 20K come into my life in a month. And this was just last year, guys. And it went, 20K came like really fast one month. And that was really quite transformational for me and quite exciting, right? However, I just hung out and I was like, ah, this just feels so good. This is just like free, feels like freedom to me. Feels like an inner peace, feels like relief, not feels like excitement, giddy, I'm going on vacation, like I was trying to visualize for so long. Here's the thing if you use affirmations, and I see this a lot. I have this conversation close to weekly when I'm working with new clients that, you know, they're like, I'm writing it in my journal. I'm meditating on it. I have my sticky notes up around my house or I have my reminders in my phone. The thing is, if those affirmations or sayings or reminders, whatever you're calling them, if they are detrimental and I call them anchors, if they make you feel yucky in any way subconsciously, it's actually super detrimental. And I think, you know, when I first got into really trying to deliberately manifest things, I would just write out these sentences and I would look up affirmations and I would listen to affirmations and I would, you know, be on YouTube. I listened to quite a bit back then every morning and all of these pieces. But what I did not realize is that I was so anchored into the feeling of my reality, which wasn't a good feeling. And I was pushing and trying to force the positivity or force the excitement or force the happiness. Every time I read those, I'd say 90%. Sometimes they were helpful. But for the most part, they weren't a benefit to me. They were actually holding me back because we have these things that anchor us in. And if you've listened to my podcast episode with Matt Patty, I believe it's called Time is Irrelevant. We talk about how the debt that I had and the lack of funds that I had were the piece that were anchoring me into bringing in the money that I desired. So it doesn't mean to not look at it. Uh, because I also tried this for a while <laughs> where I just wouldn't look at my bank accounts. If I don't look at it, it's not real. So therefore it's not there. So I would just try to not look at it and I just try to focus on exactly what I wanted. And it was a little bit, uh, if I'm honest, it was obsessive. 
in my mind because I was like, no, just focus on what it is you want. That's what they say manifestation is. That's what they talk about with visualization. Just focus on what it is that you want. And so it doesn't matter how many times you write that down. It doesn't matter how many affirmations you do. If you don't feel it inside your body, physiologically, then neurologically, nothing changes for that to become your reality. So for me, with my bank account, you need to still be able to look at your bank account, but get into the feeling of what it would feel like to open that app or to pull it up or get that statement, however it is you look at your money, and have the money you desire in there as opposed to what the reality actually is at this moment, right? And we... You probably know if you follow me at all, there were some really tight times. And so when I would go into the bank account, it would be like, I have no idea how I'm going to cover my bills and expenses this month, today, tomorrow, next week. I have no idea. It's not about knowing the how. And that's where we get so caught up in our logical mind. When I work with people, we're really tapping into like what is the heart desire and what does that feel like not about the logical strategic steps of how to get there which is how we are we're trained to do that from a very young age to figure things out logically whereas most of you that are listening to this you have a lot of feminine energy and it's a push to get into that male strategic how I'm going to call it masculine energy. You need both, 1000%. You have to have both, the masculine and the feminine, because you would never get anything done. But when you're following the heart's desire and the feeling that your, I'm going to call it preferred reality from one of my mentors has a great uh, exercise that I do quite regularly. And I've walked quite a few people through it. I have it uh, for free in my Facebook group. And it's showing you what your preferred reality feels like it's getting into those feelings so reach out if you want that it's a free training that I do have but when you are thinking about what you want in your life what you want to manifest what your goal what your intention is you need to think about what that will feel like right but also what can you believe and so sometimes we hear these crazy cool stories um like six months ago when I had a 100K month, it was pretty crazy, pretty dang crazy, let me tell you. And, you know, I would come across people like that on social media or books I was reading that they made drastic changes very quickly in their life. And so I did want to believe that was possible for me. And I was always pushing for it. Pushing is a good word because if you're pushing for something, it kind of has a negative feel to it, Right. You're not allowing it to happen. And so if I had pushed through what the strategy would look like, I had done that a million times before of what the strategy would look like to have, you know, a 30K month or a 50K month. Like that would be so crazy if that happened in my life. That's not how I went into the beginning of December. The beginning of December, uh, we were in Alberta in another lockdown we, you know, Christmas was looking different. We all knew it was going to look different. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, 
there were a lot of outside circumstances that weren't desirable. (laughs) They weren't the norm, but I was really working on my energy of what it would feel like to just feel good. That's what I was focusing on is how can I feel good on a regular basis? And I'm not just talking about simple gratitude of writing down, oh, here's the three to 10 things that I feel grateful for today. It's not about that because if you don't feel the gratitude, and I did a whole program on this actually last year, if you don't feel the feelings of gratefulness in your heart, you can't, it, writing it down doesn't make a difference. I wrote down what I was grateful for for years, for years, and nothing was really changing in my life, if I'm honest. It was nice. I did like the, I like the intention of writing down what you're grateful for, but it's so much deeper than that when you want to see any type of change in your life. So when you are thinking about what you want, like if I go back to thinking about 50K months and what that would feel like, if I had set out at the beginning of that month with, oh, I'm going to make 100K this month and it's just going to be easy. I wrote that so many times. I had it, if you've ever watched lives with me, I had it on like one of those little blackboards that you put the letters in, the white letters uh, behind my desk. Ease. Ease was my word for 2020. And there was a lot of unease in 2020, even though I would read that every single day, like multiple times a day. And I'd set it up behind my computer so that when I was on calls with clients or was doing a live that I would constantly see it. It's not, you can't just tell yourself, you can't just think something into fruition. It's the feeling piece. And so when you see people around you that are quote unquote successful, because I think every single one of us is successful, it's because they are able to get into the feeling, whether they know it or not. They don't have to actually know it, that that's how they're doing it. But if you're somebody that is, Uh, having a hard time with making some changes with feeling better this also comes to like when I was like in the thick of my anxiety and depression I would you know like try to again with that false positivity just like try to bring myself up you can't jump up the emotional guidance scale like 30 degrees or even 10 degrees, you got to go up the emotional guidance scale one at a time. And so when you're uh, setting manifestations like that 50 or 100K, and that doesn't have to be a reality, this can be $1,000 because $1,000 literally would change my life. (laughs) At that point, $1,000 was a huge piece for me. So it doesn't actually matter the number. It doesn't matter if it's a house that you're trying to or a move you're going for or a new job that you're going for, but you have to somewhat believe it's possible. And so I think a lot of times, like the 100K example, if I lived into like, oh, 100K is going to be easy, I didn't believe that. Because if it was easy, I would have already done that. And we need to, our, the way our brains work and physiologically and neurologically, we want to see proof before we truly believe something. And that's not how manifestation works, right? That's like manifestation 101. 101. 
You have to believe it to see it. You don't see it to believe it. To be able to believe something, you want to go one rung up the ladder at a time. And so for me, in that crazy month for myself, there was like, I think it started with like a $1,000 day, which was amazing. And then it went to, you know, like $2,000 that week. And then the next week was a 5K week. And the next week was a 5K week. And the next week was a 5K week. And it just kept escalating. I'm, I can't remember the exact numbers. I'd have to look. But it was crazy because I was able to live into the feeling of abundance on the first 2K week. And that's where you want to get into the feeling of it on a regular basis. So when reality shows you otherwise, you want to like kind of pull yourself back for a moment and be like, wait a second, how do I want to feel today? You know, like I'm recording this on Monday morning in our, I don't know, I think it's our third shutdown, feels like 500th. (laughs) And I woke up this morning and I was really living into this knowing that this week was going to be a little bit different than our regular routine because my kids are all home. And, you know, when this first, our first shutdown happened, it stressed me right out. I was waking up in the night, which I hadn't done for years. I knew my nervous system was on overload. But really knowing that we're going into this, my husband will work this week and my kids will be all home and I have my own work this week. And I love space. I love, I'm a hermit, big time. I love being social, but I really love hermiting. I could not be social 24-7, but I could hermit 24-7. <laughs> but having, you know, extra children around all of the time, how do I want to feel this week? What do I want to look back at at this time and think, oh, yeah, that's how that felt. I don't want to look back like it was last year with the very first lockdown of like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day. How am I possibly going to do anything? No, I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel peaceful. I want to have an amazing week, even though it annoys me, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, that we're still in this state a year later. That doesn't matter. So when we see things in real life, we attach meaning to the experience. So when there is something in the 3D that isn't what you desire, when you're wanting a change, so back to the bank account because it's easy to stay with the same example. When I would open my bank account and I would see, like I just remember one day having $34 in there and that was my reality, right? I would have so many people say to me like really amazing mentors that I've had over the years and they were trying to help me overcome this in some way, which was like, I'm so grateful for every mentor I've had over the last three years, four years. However, I just was like, no, you don't understand the 3D, the like reality of it. This is my bank account. This is what I have for money. And I don't believe that it can change at the very core of it. I wouldn't even be able to say those out loud because I am an optimistic person. And I was like, yeah, no, this it's going to change. It's going to change. But at the core of it, I was so tied to how little amount of money was in there. And so I was attaching that to meaning something. 
Okay. So think of something in your life that you attach meaning to. And we do this with a lot of things. So anytime, you know, I see this with clients often too, where they'll be going through what they'll call a rough patch, or I'm really having a really hard time, or I'm really down right now, or however it is that they phrase it. This just feels like a struggle, an obstacle. Okay, cool. But what meaning are you attaching to it? Because when we attach meaning to it, that is the feeling that grows, right? Where we put our energy, what we focus on, that's what grows. And so by looking at the small amount of funds on a regular basis and feeling that place of lack and scarcity and fear, that's what grows. Often our body doesn't know what it feels like to have our desire come true. And so we have to train it. We have to teach it. So you know, like, because I have lived many years with a ton of anxiety and depression for years, that's physiologically and neurology, neurologically, how my body knew how to function. And so it's not like that just goes away overnight. You have to train it to not feel that way. That's why when I would get in like a really depressed state, it would continue on for months there would be like little glimpses. I'm not saying like I was under the covers for months by any means. There would be little glimpses of okayness. But for the most part, that's all my body knew to do. Even these last six months, I, you know, like money is not really, I don't want to say not really a concern, but it's, it flows a lot easier to me than it has in the past, right? I still catch myself going, I should check my bank account or a bill comes in and I'm like, oh, do I have the money to pay that? Yeah, you do. But it's fascinating to watch how ingrained it was within me. And it's not like we were broke, quote unquote, for a long time. We were actually doing very well financially. There was like just over a year where it was really tight. But before that, I had lived... I don't know. We'll just even use adult years. I had lived 10 years financially, extremely stable. Didn't really want for more, to be honest. Didn't really know that was a thing. But my body still goes back because the more, the deeper the emotional attachment to it. So for me, the deeper the fear was, the deeper the feeling of unworthy, the deeper. I dove into, like, I had invested a lot of money into myself with mentors. I had spent money. We had cashed out RSPs. Um, We had done, you know, we had lived life during that year too. I refused to live as a super broke person because I knew that wasn't going to serve me. There were certain things I had to cut out for sure. Like, I wasn't, like, flying high, spending all the money on all the things by any means, but physiologically that gets trapped in you and that is what we pull on for the experience and so it's been really fascinating kind of the unbecoming of all of that to watch within myself the last six months of like oh no there's money there you're okay but instantly as soon as a bill comes in or as soon as I think about a larger expense like car insurance or you know something that's a bigger ticket item 
I'm like, oh, where's the money going to come from? Oh, it's already there. It's all good. No big deal. But instantly I go into that clenchy feeling inside. That's not how I want to feel. I am training myself to not feel that way. But every once in a while, it'll hiccup. And so it's about celebrating the moments where it doesn't. So, you know, like when I had our gas bill come in last month and I didn't have that feeling, celebrating myself seems like such a little thing. But celebrating having the money to pay for something, that's a big thing. It's not just about the $100,000 months. It's actually truly about those tiny moments. We get so addicted to the past. Our body just, that's how we know how to function. And so it can feel uncomfortable when we're breaking out of that. Because change is unknown, right? Our body is naturally just knows how we want to feel how we have felt, which feels safe, even when it's so uncomfortable. And that was my biggest lesson in that year was, no, no, you don't understand. I feel really uncomfortable. I want to change this. But I was comfortable in the uncomfortable. And the first time I heard that, which was probably, it was over a year ago. Oh, I wanted to argue that because I was like, no, you don't understand how uncomfortable this feels because it was, the reality was very uncomfortable. But the truth of the matter is, is that our body is trapped in the comfort of that because we know what to expect. So my body didn't know what to expect if 50K came in, if 20K came in, if 5K came in. <laughs> my, I wanted to believe in these things, but my body was like, mm, you don't know what that's like, right? Ego steps in of like, that's unsafe. So when you want to start bringing in everything, I know I've said feeling a lot here, but I'm going to wrap it up with this. Think about the number 1111. Can you see it? Think about ice cream. Think about your favorite flavor of ice cream, how it tastes cold, creamy, whatever flavor it is you love. Think about what that feels like on your tongue. Think about I went for my morning walk this morning and I walked by the pond and all the birds were out. It was foggy, but, you know, everybody's singing their little old own tune. Think about what that sounded like. Hearing all the birds sing in the morning. You could see 1111, right? You could see the four ticks. You could taste the ice cream. You could imagine what that was like. You can hear the birds. That's what manifesting is. You want to get into those feelings, all of your senses, to be able to manifest something. And my mentor calls it the uh, sixth sense, which is your spiritual sense, which means like really you're just playing in your imagination what it would feel like to be living that truth right now. And you have to train your body to be okay with that. That's how it comes into 3D in your reality, is by getting into the senses, all of the senses, 
the sixth sense is how it feels in your body. So again, just a reminder from the beginning when I was talking about how I was like, oh, I'm so giddy. Oh, I'm so excited. No, that's that's not Jen, actually. <laughs> that's not how Jen feels. So how can I feel that peacefulness, that relief piece, which is what I we, most of us truly desire is just the relief piece, just the inner calm, the inner knowing everything's okay. That's how we want to feel. Being deliberate in feeling, working through those visualizations of what it is that you want, releasing time, right? If you want to go back to time is irrelevant. That's how shit happens. That's how things move. That's how I had my 100K month. And again, maybe it's 2K for you. Maybe it's 3K for you. Maybe it's just the feeling of peacefulness for you. Maybe it's not a tangible in any capacity. But training your body and your mind to be able to feel that before it becomes reality on a regular basis. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Like seriously, you guys have no idea how honored we are that you spend time with us each week. Like so blessed. We just started this kind of on a like, oh, we have really deep conversations and I want to have deep conversations with other people too. And let's turn this into a podcast. And now we've been going a year strong and we get to have the coolest conversations. We absolutely love feedback. Even if you don't agree with us, that actually helps us evolve, right? But don't hesitate to reach out to any of us on socials. On uh, We have an email at spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com, but we welcome all of it. If you listen on iTunes, please leave us a review. If you listen on Spotify, those are probably our two main. Whatever you listen on, feel free to share it. Please. We're so grateful for that. So I thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We so appreciate you listening. So click subscribe if you listen on iTunes. Follow us along on the gram. Follow us individually. We're all linked on there. And go have the most amazing amazing day, whatever that means to you. Peace in, peace out.